Hey Boneheads, Ryan Howard here with an exciting announcement. On December 5th, I'll be presenting as part of the What's Hot in Indie RPGs seminar from Dragon Meat. Now for anyone unfamiliar, Dragon Meat is the UK's friendliest tabletop games convention. It features role-playing, board games, miniature games, cosplay, and so much more. And the What's Hot in Indie RPG seminar is returning for its eighth year with a special international edition. This year, we'll be talking about some of the hottest games and trends from 2020. The seminar will be hosted by Lloyd Guyon and Rob Carnell, and produced by Epistolary Richard. So I hope you guys will join us for Dragon Meat virtually this year, and I hope you'll tune in for the What's Hot in Indie RPGs segment to hear what I have to say and hear what others have to say about some great games out there that might not be on your radar. Gather round, one and all, and listen to tales of excitement and adventure. Tales of daring heroes, savage monsters, and bards who just couldn't keep it in their pants. Tales of friendship, nobility, drunken foolishness, and unforgettable fun. These are tales of role-playing games, fair listeners, and this is Rollin' Bones. My name is Ryan Howard, and I shall be your guide. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boneheads one and all, and welcome to Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard, your source for the best in RPG interviews. I am, of course, Ryan Howard, your host and king of the boneheads. Uh, That's right, I am your monarch, and uh, that is non-negotiable, and I am not up for re-election. You're stuck with me forever, I hope. Anyway, just uh, taking a nice sip of this uh, Jameson's Stout Barrel, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, Get used to me shilling for products that I like, because that's really what we're doing this evening. Um, With this being Cyber Monday, a term which is all but meaningless now, because Cyber Monday lasts all week. Uh, and there's really nothing overtly cyber about it anymore because Black Friday is also now an online thing too. So you basically have two weeks at the end of November into early December where stuff is on sale. So you can kind of kick things off as far as Christmas shopping goes, unless you are like myself and Elfie and you begin Christmas shopping in July if you're off to a late start. So, anyway, what we'll be talking about tonight is some things that should be on your radar if you are looking to buy uh, things for the gamer in your life. Uh, So this is an episode that you can show to your mom or your dad, or your grandparents, or your girlfriend, or your wife, your boyfriend, your significant other, uh, your mailman, uh, just anyone who you are expecting a present from. Uh, If you are 
uh, you know, wanting to give them a few ideas and you maybe aren't entirely sure this is a not comprehensive, not by any means comprehensive, but a good starting point for several different uh, gift ideas that we can have. Yes, or if. Also. Yeah. So, we are going to pretty much kick that off, and before we... Uh, before we, uh, you know, do anything else, I just have to take a moment here to thank two very, very special people who make this podcast possible, make this live stream possible every single week. I couldn't do it without them, and I am fortunate enough to be warmed on this snowy Tennessee evening uh, by the accompaniment of my two lovely co-hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, even though I've done it several times before, let me introduce you to Ronan, the sleepy cinnamon roll, and also to the lovely cat who is behind me at this very moment. Let's see if we can get that camera right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Nora. And I fully expect that they will sleep throughout this entire evening. So, we may check in with Ronan if he wakes up. You may hear him make a noise. His noises are adorable because he is a little tiny cinnamon roll, and I love him. And I have been away from him for an entire week. So, without further ado, let's move on over to the screen share so you guys can see some of the stuff that might be uh, of interest to the gamer in your life. I'm over here now. Never get tired of that. Never, never, never. Cool. So, uh, we're going to kick this off on the book side of things. Um, and the big ticket item this holiday season for anyone who is into the D&D side of things is, of course, going to be Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Uh, now, for anyone unfamiliar with this book, this is... A uh, rules expansion is I, pretty much what they've decided to call it. Currently on Amazon, it is temporarily out of stock. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Uh, you can find it in physical stores as well, brick and mortar, if that's still a thing uh, that you do. But yeah, this book is... A coin just fell over. This, th this is like the D&D &D book that's, you know, out this season it's it's brand new uh you know just came out in the middle of november so uh what this adds to the game for anyone who's not familiar uh there's expanded subclasses um additional character options a lot of codifying of unearthed arcana which uh for people who aren't familiar unearthed arcana is playtest material that wizards puts out from time to time just to, you know, see if particular subclasses or particular ideas for characters are worth exploring in future books. And so a lot of the kind of best of the Unearthed Arcana from the past couple years is going to end up in this book. There's also going to be some stuff brought in from the setting books that not everyone buys because a lot of people are... Uh, 
a lot of people are just kind of buying the rule books. Maybe they're they're doing homebrew, not necessarily worried about what's going on in Eberron or the Forgotten Realm, so they wouldn't buy you know the Eberron book or the Sword Coast Adventure Guide. Uh, so it's bringing in a lot of the kind of rule stuff that came about in those books. Uh, there's also some options for uh, you know puzzles, traps. Um, it brings in this idea of group patrons. Um, as far as, you know, if, if your group ends up being hired out by someone, different ideas for that, just to kind of add additional layers to, um, you know, this particular game and, and, and make things interesting or more interesting. Uh, I will be reviewing this come new year. I imagine either someone will give this to me or I will end up buying it myself uh, this holiday season. Uh, I also have a December birthday. My birthday is actually uh, next week. Uh, so happy early birthday to me, although we'll talk a little bit more about that next stream because it'll be the day before my birthday. But I, I imagine at some point someone is going to get me this book. And if they don't... Uh, I'll just get it for myself, and we'll review it come January. So, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is going to be your big D&D item. There are a couple other items I want to shout out here, though, uh, kind of within the D&D world. Uh, this next one is for, you know, new players. Uh, anyone who, you know, you're wanting to get into D&D that isn't necessarily there, or someone who's expressed interest in learning RPGs, uh, but is yet to take the plunge, doesn't really know where to begin, uh, you can give them the Essentials Kit. So, this item is a little over a year old. Uh, there's also the Starter Set, which we can take a look at here in a little bit. Um, basically, though, this is this is an updated version of the Starter Set with a different adventure, uh, a couple of the same things. If we look at some of the images here, uh, as far as what you get with this particular item, um, you end up with a guide for the uh, actual adventure, um, a GM screen, which is actually very, very useful. Um, and then there's a couple other items that come with it. If we scroll on down here, you know, we, we're looking at... Um, where's, where's the list of included items? Come on, people. Wizards, this is extremely unhelpful. I already knew about all this. So yeah, you get a double-sided poster map. Uh, you probably get some dice as well. Um, the GM screen, which, like I said, this is one that has the... Uh, this is... Uh, sorry, just lost my train of thought there. This is one of the Dungeon Master screens that has, uh, like, the rules, like, quick reference rules on it. The kind of original GM screen that came out was not especially helpful in that regard, but they did release kind of a revised GM screen that has more helpful rules on it. So uh, that's more of what you're getting in this Essentials Kit. 
Uh, so you'll have a GM screen, which will give you kind of quick access to different things that, uh, you know, could come up over the course of play. You get an adventure, uh, and you get a, you know, a couple quick things that, you know, kind of just help you get things kicked off. And I've not done the Essentials Kit adventure. I've heard good things, though. Uh, but if you want something that comes with a, an absolute banger of an adventure, uh, it's just kind of a smaller package, not a whole lot to it, then you're going to want to get the starter set. Uh, because Lost Minds of Fandelver is a great uh, beginner's introduction to 5th edition. Um, however, it does look like you get a little bit more with the Essentials Kit. And the Essentials Kit is also like $7.79 right now. It is super inexpensive. So this would be a great gift for a kid. Uh, you know, you, you can... In fact, that, that seems like kind of the best application for it right now with the sale that's on right now you could get this for your uh your young son or daughter who's you know just now getting into role-playing games but yeah uh as of right now uh we're looking at 779 for the D D essentials kit um it's out of stock on amazon right now they'll be in stock uh by the end of this week uh but you can't beat that price. I mean, come on. That is that is fantastic. So, moving on from there, uh, another thing that you could get for a more experienced player, uh, one of the adventures that came out this year uh, that people have been talking a little bit about is Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden. So, this is one of the books... Uh, Loopy, I'm assuming that price will be there tomorrow. I have no idea, though. Uh, it didn't have a time frame for when the sale would be over. Um, but yes, this is this is Cyber Monday uh, as we're talking right now. Uh, so a lot of these prices may change if you're seeing this late. But Cyber Monday has also kind of taken over the week. So some of these prices might actually extend kind of beyond what we're looking at here. Uh, so if, if you're watching this live, uh, definitely jump on that 779, uh, price. And I mean, uh, 24.95 for Icewind Dale as well is, is a pretty good price. That's basically half price for the book. Uh, but yeah, some of these deals might not last, but I get the feeling a lot of them are at least going to last for this week because as we talked about at the, uh, Top of the show, Cyber Monday is very much a week-long thing now. I've heard people call it Cyber Week, Cyber Weekend. So, yeah, uh, definitely jump on that sooner rather than later. But I think you might end up having some time. So, anyway, Icewind Dale. Uh, this is a Forgotten Realms adventure that ends up taking players back to a very familiar location. Uh, this is a location that was explored in the R.A. Salvatore novels that got a lot of people into D&D &D in the 90s. Um, so, you know, th there's Icewind Dale video games. This is going to be very familiar for a certain set of D&D uh, &D players. So, 
if you are looking at you know bringing some players in who you know played back in the the 2e days but they haven't really given fifth edition a shot yet um this would be a good way to hook someone back in with a, a familiar setting i don't know much about this adventure i don't often buy um kind of prepackaged adventures because i like to run a lot of my own stuff uh, i don't really buy many modules but you know the it, it's there for people who you know want the modules and uh yeah that's you know it's definitely a a good option especially if you've got a party who's very familiar with kind of the setting And yeah, Loopy, some people love 2E. I am not one of them because I never played it. Um, so all of you 2E people put down your pitchforks. But yeah, uh, some people, a lot of people have a great fondness for 2E. So he who lives in glass house changes in the basement. Here's another one that I'm also not super familiar with, but it's a very popular series. It's it's something that's gotten a lot of people to come to the table. So if you have a loved one who is into D&D and is a critter or someone who is into critical role uh, but hasn't yet taken that plunge, if you're going to get them that essential set... Uh, you should also get them the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Or is that Wildemount? I don't know. I don't watch Critical Role. So, yeah, basically this is a uh, this is a campaign book for the world of Critical Role. And it codifies a lot of the uh, Critical Role-specific stuff. That ends up uh, making its way into their game. Uh, so if you want to play around in Matthew Mercer's world and, uh, you know, have, have fun there, uh, the Explorer's Guide to Wildemount or Wildmount, uh, however you say that, I'm going to get my D&D card revoked. I've not played 2E and I've never watched Critical Role. Uh, someone is going to kick down my door any minute and confiscate all of my RPG accoutrements. So, yeah. That is one of your illustrious options. I'm not familiar with Adventure Zone. I don't watch a lot of actual play because I like to actually play. Uh, watching people play D&D gives me immense FOMO, especially if they're having a lot of fun, because uh, then I just think, well, I want to have fun. I want to play D&D. Uh, why am I watching these people play D&D? I want to go do something that I can actually do. And, you know, with with me knowing so much about D&D and being able to run it, uh, for just about anyone, I, I 
if I want that kind of fix, I will just get it uh, by playing D&D. The one exception that I make to this is, of course, Knights and Nerds. Because, one, I love those guys. They're fantastic. Um, Tim has been great to me. Uh, you know, Candace has been on the show. I want to bring everyone else from the show on at some point to discuss their time playing. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I am not an actual play guy. And really, that's not ever going to change. Uh, even actual play podcasts, I find, are, are hard to get into, uh, you know, without, you know, sitting there and watching the video. Um it can end up being a little bit difficult for me to get into it, but, you know, again, Knights and Nerds is kind of my exception to that rule, and so I will always listen to what, what Tim puts out, especially the stuff that I'm involved in. So, one of the last things I want to mention here about books is an RPG that just came out physically a couple weeks ago, maybe even as early as last week. And that is the new edition of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Red. Uh, this is coming hot on the heels, or actually just before the heels, of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so anyone who's into RPGs and is going to be playing uh, Cyberpunk the video game... You might want to, uh, you know, get them hooked into the world of RPGs with Cyberpunk, the role-playing game. Uh, a new edition using the same kind of classic system that Cyberpunk has always been built on. Uh, I've heard from people who, you know, have gotten a hold of this game early or have gotten a hold of the uh, the digital edition, which came out before the physical, that this book is well worth it. Uh, it's a $60 book. Uh, I've not seen the book, so I don't know how big it is, but for $60, I'm assuming it's quite a hefty tome. Uh, so there's probably going to be a lot of value in this, but again, I'll be reviewing this one after the new year. If someone gives it to me or if I get it myself, uh, you know, this is going to be something that I'll end up reviewing come January or February. So, Cyberpunk Red, uh, definitely, definitely pick that one up. And there's also Cyberpunk Red miniatures that are coming out to coincide with this. Uh, I've seen them, and they're okay. They're not great. Um, definitely not kind of my preferred look for miniatures. Uh, you can find a lot of great Cyberpunk-themed miniatures online from multiple different places, so... Uh, don't worry about necessarily getting the officially licensed cyberpunk ones if, like me, you aren't necessarily enthusiastic about them. So, real quick, I'm going to switch over here to a different window. That did not work. There we go. There it is. Done. Cool, cool. All right, and we are going to move over to a different side of the RPG hobby. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the gaming uh, accessories and a little bit about miniature painting.
uh, here to kind of round out the discussion. I know we're only about half hour into what's usually an hour and a half show, uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of discussion in and around uh, these particular products. And if not, then we can always talk about other things because it's my show. And it's the holiday season, one of my favorite times of year. So I'll be happy to just talk about Christmas stuff. So a couple people that I want to shout out before we get into, you know, miniatures and stuff like that. There's a couple of website uh, communities that I feel need some attention. The first one I want to talk about is Nerdy Chicken. Now, again, anyone familiar with um, Knights and Nerds, you know this name. Uh, they ran a promotion with Knights and Nerds uh, back at the very end of the campaign, and they have a whole gaggle of things here. Lots of different uh, things to choose from as far as, uh, you know, gaming-related accoutrement. Yes. Yes, I do take a long drink after assuring you all that this is my show. So, one of the things, I didn't actually know they had this, but they do sell miniatures on Nerdy Chicken if you're looking for them. A lot of these are miniatures from, uh, like, other places. So they've uh, they partnered with some other, uh, you know, miniature companies to resell... Um, Fantasy Mini, I've got a couple of their things. They're pretty good quality. Uh, you just have to kind of catch them at the right moment as far as shipping. Uh, that can be a bit of a nightmare because they are all the way in Mother Russia. So uh, shipping may take a long time. So if you're looking to have it by the 25th, uh, order now. Or... Uh, Maybe even order a couple weeks ago. But yeah, they've got heroic miniatures, they've got monster miniatures, all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this briefly before discussing some of the other stuff they have. What you really go to Nerdy Chicken for, though, uh, would be some of the awesome handcrafted stuff that they have, including some amazing-looking uh, Dragon Eye dice bags and some really cool, you know, dice boxes, dice towers. Uh, these dice trays are fantastic-looking. And they've got some cool dice as well. They've got green turquoise dice, uh, lapis lazuli dice, uh, pyrite purple, imperial jasper, uh, what they're calling pandemic aluminum metal. I wonder what makes it pandemic. Maybe I don't want to know what makes it a pandemic dice. Who knows? So, 
so uh, a couple other things they have, you know, you got some chainmail dice bags, a scale mail dice bag, which I've actually not seen. I myself have a chainmail dice bag to show that I am super serious about my craft uh, because nothing says I know what the hell I'm doing than setting a chainmail dice bag on the table. Even if you're not the only person at the table who has a chainmail dice bag. Some of these DM screens are pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's 5e player screen. I do want to know where that nice carved wooden DM screen is, though. That would be nice to have. It's probably about a million dollars, though. Yeah, you can look at some of the other stuff they've got. They've got these, uh, you know, dice boxes. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other dice they have. They used to have, like, bloodstone dice. Uh, which is what they were giving away on Knights and Nerds. I think some stuff kind of comes and goes on the site, though. So if something really stands out to you, like if you want uh, Bagthulu dice, you might want to uh, jump on that now. Because uh, who knows when it might be going away. Um one thing to kind of warn you guys about, though, I don't know if this is a warning, but if you were in the U.S., this is a Canadian company, so there will be international shipping. Uh, not super mega terrible international shipping because, you know, they're just up there, but still, uh, your, your costs may uh, be a little bit higher due to that. So just uh, keep that in mind. Now, someone else I wanted to shout out, uh, if you've got someone who is getting into miniature painting, uh, a good place to start with them would be Game Envy. Game Envy has a lot of great tools, uh, some of which I use, and we'll start with uh, the tool that I actually do use from Game Envy, that being the Artist Arsenal, Artist's Arsenal five-piece sable brush set. These are the brushes that I use on my miniatures. These are the brushes that a much more talented painter by the name of Mike Cousins from Epic Duck uses. That's where I got the idea to, to buy them from. These are good brushes. They are uh, Kalinsky Sable. So they are in fact real sable hair brushes. They go all the way up to a triple zero size as far as uh, the, the very smallest and then all the way up to a two for your, your tank brush. Uh, they come in a nice tube. They've got a little tray that you can keep off to the side uh, for when you are not using them. So, you know, they're not touching the table or you're not storing them inside a paint cup. Never do that, by the way. It's terrible for your brushes, especially if they're sable hair. But yeah, these are good brushes for anyone, uh, especially a beginner, because you want to beat into the beginner's heads that these brushes need to be taken care of. Uh, so yeah, you'll notice there's 41, they're $41 for five brushes. Um, yeah, you get them quality tools in the beginning and immediately instill in a new painter the importance of brush care. 
as the Miniac Scott likes to say, treat your brushes like the princesses they are, uh, because you will, uh, you will definitely want to keep your brushes for a long time. And yeah, forty-one ninety-eight for five very nice brushes is not a bad price at all. I, again, I use these brushes. Um, they're fantastic. They work great. So that's one thing that you can definitely do. Um, another thing that's very valuable that they have is the hobby holder. This is a method for, uh, you know, holding your miniatures. And there's a couple different, you know, ways that you can use the hobby holder. You know, you can put a miniature on a, uh, a soda bottle cap with some uh, poster tack and do it that way. You know, this shows cork. If you have these, you know, like Games Workshop miniatures where you paint the heads and the body separately, you can do that using the Hobby Holder. A very versatile tool. Excuse me. Something you'll definitely want to make use of. And at 575 this makes an excellent stocking stuffer. Now, personally, I use the Games Workshop uh, paint holders because, or uh, figure holders, because that's just what I bought. It's what I found. Uh, Elfie actually gifted one to me. Uh, I don't remember if that was for our anniversary or Valentine's Day. It was sometime around there, though. And then I got one in a different size because I am obsessed with having my miniature swag. But yeah. Hobby holder is definitely a, uh, a thing that you might be interested in. Uh, they also have a build your own bundle for $9.50, which comes with, uh, you know, several different things potentially, uh, depending on what you want in your, uh, in your bundle. And just a couple other things to mention, uh, you can buy them a wet palette. Uh, however, I would recommend making your own wet palette. $12, again, isn't a terrible price, but you can make your own wet palette for cheaper than that. Someday, I will... Actually, no, I won't go into how to make your own wet palette, because there's tons of videos out there on it already that do a better job explaining it than I ever could. So, just look up on YouTube, you know, how to make a wet palette. I believe Miniac has one. Uh, if not, then someone like the Mini Witch or someone like that has a video on it. It's it's not a difficult process. And they've got, you know, paint stands. They've got a brush bastion, which is just a, like, samurai sword holder for your brushes. And they've got this fresh water rinse well, uh, which is just a fancy version of a water cup if you want to feel super bougie. So yeah, that's definitely there. And I believe that Mike has some kind of promo code or something. So if you watch uh if you watch Epic Duck, uh then you can probably find a discount code for uh Game Envy because I know that he, you know, works closely with them. He actually helped curate the brushes that they use in their Artist Arsenal set. Uh so yeah, you know that's good quality stuff. 
And as far as other kind of paint supplies go, we're going to mosey on over to Games Workshop's website and take a look at some of the painting supplies that they have for your more dedicated uh, miniature painting friends and loved ones. Um, of course, you've got these undercoat sprays that you can get in the spray bottles, uh, you know, Chaos Black Primer, um, Lawful White. Those are both good options. Ronan just woke up. Ronan's up. Hello, everyone. Look at the pony. Here he is. Hi, Ronan. You're on Rolling Bones. Yes, you are, you cute buddy. He woke up. Yeah, Loopy, Ronan is a pony. He's a cat, but he's also a pony. Uh, because I called him Ronan, and then he became Rony, and then he became Rony Pony. And then he just became the pony. As for how he's a pony, he has four legs and a long tail and pointy ears and a mane. Ponies have all of the above, uh, so I don't see why he can't be a pony. And he gallops. He does gallop. And he horses around. Often. So yeah, Ronan's a pony. But yeah, you've got these undercoat sprays, which are very good. Uh, they're very expensive, though. You'll notice that it's like, it's anywhere from $17 all the way up to 30 for some of these. Now, those are metallics, so they'll be more expensive. But yeah, usually you're looking at $20 for uh, primer. Vallejo has uh, kind of less expensive options in that regard. Now, as far as... We're not going to look at their tools, because Games Workshop's tools are all very overpriced. Um, yes, he is my little pony. He is the only pony that I love and care about. But yeah, we're not going to look at their tools or their brushes, because especially their brushes are super overpriced. And you can get better brushes... Uh, at other places like Game Envy. So as far as paints go, you've got some beginner sets here for anyone who's, you know, just kind of getting into the hobby. A couple of them come with miniatures. Again, these are going to be very pricey. Uh, so this is like, these are good quality tools to give to a new painter, uh, but they are going to be up there in cost shall we say. We'll talk about some uh, lower cost options as well, because it's good to have options. So yeah, there's all kinds of different, you know, paint colors and stuff like that. You've got your, your regular paint shades, which typically range from about four to seven dollars, all different colors. We can take a look at the, uh, not there, and take a look at the contrast paints. These are very high on my Christmas list this year. I really want me some contrast paints. Um, these are a little bit more expensive, 
And what these do is, uh, you know, they coat really well. So they give you a good base coat, but they also, like the name says, give you a contrast between, you know, the raised areas that are going to need to be highlighted and the recessed areas that are going to be low lit or uh, shadowed. And they come in all kinds of colors. Some of them are going to be more useful than others. Uh, Snakebite leather is one that Mike recommends pretty heavily. With me doing a lot of fantasy painting, uh, snakebite leather is going to be very important for me. But yeah, they come in all different colors. Um, I, I really think they're cool. And if we get rid of the contrast here, it keeps doing that to me. And some of the others here. These are dry uh, pigments that you'd be looking at here. Uh, you know, you've got your shades, your quick shades. Or not quick shades, because this is not Army Painter. Uh, but, you know, these are, these are your washes. And you've got your layer paints, which typically add, you know, your highlight or your low light, depending on what you're looking to do. And then you've got some technical paints, uh, which typically, you know, just provide some texture. These are great for bases. I really like a lot of these texture paints as well. Um, it's, it's something that I might kind of play around a little bit with in 2021, depending on how I feel, uh, just as I get more and more into basing, it's not something I'm great at right now, but it's something I want to improve at. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the games workshop side of things. Um, as far as kind of inexpensive alternatives, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Yeah. Blood for the blood God is a very good color. Um, definitely. But yeah, let's, let's talk for a little bit about miniatures because there's going to be a couple different varieties of miniature. We'll get to that in a second. A couple different varieties of miniature that you might want to explore depending on what your, uh, your game loving friend is looking for. And if they're looking for large numbers of miniatures to use in combat, then you're going to want to look at Nolzer's Marvelous Miniatures. Uh, these are your kind of bog standard, super inexpensive uh, mob miniatures. They're easy to paint. They're pretty cheap. They're not always the, like, they're not always the most detailed, but they're durable. They take paint well, and you can't go wrong giving them to a beginner who's just learning to paint miniatures. That's kind of what I started with. And they're also good for people who just need large numbers of miniatures to put on the battlefield. They've got all kinds of things. You can see the orcs. You can see the skeletons, spiders gargoyles, bugbears. They also have, uh, like heroic miniatures as well. So if we like up here, you can see the barbarian, 
and uh, one of the halfling characters. If we scroll down a little bit, we'll probably come across some heroic miniatures. They've got Strahd minis. A lot of what they're showing here is monsters, but they do have heroic stuff. Here we go. Dwarf fighter. Halfling rogue. They typically have everything in male and female. And you always get two miniatures unless it's like a big thing, like a dragon. And yeah, if you are buying miniatures for someone who needs a lot of miniatures or is just starting out, do not get Warhammer miniatures because they're super expensive and very hard to put together. Uh, those miniatures are definitely for more experienced painters. I'm saying this is someone who started out uh, in the world of Warhammer 40k. Uh, yeah, just save those. Their human ranger options kind of suck. That's not the kind of ranger that I typically play, either of those. That's pretty bad, actually. The female human rangers, though, are pretty awesome. You got your Dritz clones. They have a Minsk and Boo, which I am super excited about. Uh, there's not a kinder unless you paint one of the halflings to look like a kinder. Because kinders don't technically exist right now. Kinders actually may never exist again because they're a product of Dragonlance. And right now, uh, Wizards is actually in a legal battle with the creators of Dragonlance. So... Kinders might be lost to time, unfortunately. I know how much you love them, Loopy, um, but that's one of the things that's currently held up in legal limbo as the Dragonlance lawsuit kind of drags on. So, unfortunately, no Kinder. If you remember the rules for them, though, um, homebrew men. They can't be that overpowered compared to everything else in 5th edition. So yeah, this is just some of the examples of, you know, basic NPC miniatures or, you know, maybe even heroic miniatures. But honestly, for my money, if you're going to go heroic, uh, you know, if you want to get a bunch of miniatures for your party that are still inexpensive but very, very good, you want to go to Reaper. Reaper has amazing deals right now. Currently, in December, if you spend $40, you get a free holiday miniature. As always with Reaper, if you spend $40, you get a free miniature. And currently... Excuse me. If you spend $60 on any order starting December 1st, moving pretty much through the whole month. Actually, let's see how long that promotion lasts. Let's see. Ch -ch -ch. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that lasts for the whole holiday season. Um, basically, if you spend $60 at Reaper, you will end up getting three free miniatures and four free paints and a guide for how to paint Krampus. So, basically, if you buy, like, four miniatures, you end up getting three more for free and some paints. Or if you buy a bunch of paints, because this is... This is where some of the paint sets are going to come back into the conversation here. Because Reaper has great paints, and they have uh, you know great bundles as well. Reaper makes some great quality paints. Uh, some really awesome colors. So taking a look at some of that stuff, uh, one thing that they offer is Learn to Paint Kits. Which give you a good selection of paints and a figure or figures to learn the craft as well as guides to kind of walk you through it. So if you have someone who is new to painting, uh, these two kits here are great. They're both $40. Uh, so if you buy one of these kits, you pretty much immediately qualify for at least the, uh, the 12 days of Christmas and the free figure, uh, set that, That'll pretty much get you there, and then if you just buy, like, a couple more things, you end up uh, with the Krampus package, too. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that you can get there. And you can see some of the, uh, some of the stuff they give you as far as uh, what comes with these sets. And then if we just look at the other stuff, you know, you've got the... Uh, Core colors, bones, paints. Uh, let's see. You've got the Master Series paints triads, which are great. Uh, basically, you can buy someone these sets. They're all $11, and they give you a triad to work with. So, you know, if you're painting a lot of red, you can get the red triad, which gives you the... You know, the low light, the base, and the highlight color. Uh, one of the best triads is the Dark Elf triad, because Dark Elf skin can be very hard sometimes. So that's very much worth it. Um, I've had a lot of fun with... Uh, where is it? I believe it's the Ochre set is what I got... Just trying to find it here. Where is it? I'm going to kick myself when I actually find it. But yeah, they have a good set for like, uh, basically... Like a bronzy gold that I really like. I don't know if that's it. That might be it. But if it is, they change the uh, they change the names of the paints. But yeah, there's lots of good stuff here. There's you know uh, a lot of different skin tones as well. Leather, which is always good. Uh, you know, metallics. It's all really good. 
These are these are a good resource because they teach people that you know the, you know these things go together and they make certain colors. So they're they're very valuable in my opinion. But of course, you also have the figures. And one of the great things about Reaper is the sheer variety of figures they have. And one of the best ways to find kind of the perfect figure for what you're looking for is to use their figure finder. And yes, Loopy, I would absolutely be interested in a uh, miniature painting challenge. I love painting and I'm doing a lot of it these days. So yeah, a lot of these painting, or, or sorry, a lot of these miniatures are about $9. Some of them are a little bit cheaper. You know, you see some that are like $7. I think some are as low as uh, like $4, depending on what you get. Can anyone hear Nora snoring back there? Because I absolutely can, and it's adorable. Just listen for a second. It's fantastic, isn't it? I don't know if you guys could actually hear that, but it's adorable, and I love it. But yeah, one of the great things about Reaper is you can actually go over here and pick by material. So let's say any material... Uh, we play a lot of fantasy games, so fantasy. And, you know, you're, you're shopping for someone who's playing a human ranger. That guy's already right there. Uh, but you could say, you know, let's see, a male human ranger. And they're an archer, so holding a bow. And you can take a look at Vance Treadwell. Or you can also take a look at Ogana. Dreadmere Hunter. This Dusk Warden from the Pathfinder series is very good. Uh, you'll want to add in a bowstring there. Uh, fun fact, you can use your significant other's hair for bowstrings. I have done it before. It is very fun. It's also very fun to go up to your significant other and without telling them what it's for, ask for pieces of their hair. Because I have gone up to Elfie before and said, hey, do you have a hairbrush that's perhaps collecting hair? Can I have a couple strands of your hair? And she had no idea what I was doing until I said, I'm putting a bowstring on my miniature, and I found an article that said you can use your significant other's hair. She's fine. You can also use that hair to clone your significant other. But yeah, this works not just for, uh, you know, heroic miniatures. That is very cool. The Stag Lord. Wonder if that would work as a lesson. It might. Need to think about that. 
But yeah, you can also do it for, uh, let's say, here, let's say, just clear all of this. Let's say we want to look for, come along now. Say we want to look for sci-fi miniatures. Here we go. Couple different options. John Bishop, Space Cowboy. Let's say you want a sci-fi miniature holding a sword. There's a few. You'd probably get a better selection by going with pistol here you go rand he has a pistol they also got some pulp era stuff and stuff like that uh, but all of this is to say you know these are great stocking stuffers reaper miniatures make amazing stocking stuffers they come in small blister packages they are amazing And they are tons of fun to paint. And they are very detailed and very awesome. Even the plastic ones. I find the metal ones have a little bit more detail, but the plastic ones are good as well. But anyway, you can also do this uh, with monster miniatures. Because Reaper does have a lot of like bigger monster miniatures. So let's say I need... Let's see. Monsters. And let's do fantasy for the genre again. Yeah, so here you can see a few of the different monsters they have. Uh, let's go over to a couple options and you can see the king of hell. King of Hell, $14. Move over a few more. They've got some great dragon miniatures here. Uh, both of the dragon miniatures that I have are actually from Reaper. So I'll show you guys what one of them looks like right now because I've got it here with me. Uh, this one's got some primer on it, but this is one of the dragons that you can get from Reaper. I don't remember what the name is. It starts with a V and it ends with like Thrax or something like that because it's a dragon. It has to. But typically they're dragons. Like if we look at Stormwing here, it's about a $30 piece. Uh, it's pretty sizable. They're they're pretty, pretty good sized dragons. And you can get some smaller, you know, uh, like baby dragons basically they've got some great like eldritch horror miniatures as well look at that thing that's gross oh Nora left me baby 
But yeah, Reaper's got some great options here as far as stocking stuffers and, you know, bigger gifts. Because they do have, uh, you know, some pretty sizable miniatures. Uh, like, let's take a look here. If we just look up Dragon. You've got Taraxul who is gigantic. You've got <clears throat> Maldrakar, the Dragon Tyrant, which is $150, and it's knockoff Tiamat. But it's, look at that thing. That's a big-ass dragon miniature. That's awesome, and I kind of want it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, this is a great set for anyone who wants, like, multiple miniatures, and it, it, gives, it gives you a good vignette with a lot of different options and even some terrain here. It's called Dragons Don't Share. It's about $75.00. But with it, you get, uh, you know, you can see that on the screen, the dragon. But you also get this tower set, the stairs. You've got this um, sorceress, a warrior. Another warrior, a wizard, an archer. It's got some cool treasure there. And then, of course, there's the dragon himself. Uh, so, yeah, it's this is a great package. Uh, you know, $75 for multiple miniatures. And, yes, if we bought the dragon lord, I'd have to get lots and lots of gold for it. But yes, that's going to be, that's going to be like a, I have done very well, I am going to treat myself one day. Because I, I would just feel, I would not feel comfortable asking someone uh, for a $150 dragon miniature. Like, hey, buy me this plastic dragon for $150. Something about that, it doesn't, it doesn't feel great in my soul when I say that out loud. I know this is a hobby that I love, but there's something about that that just kind of just kind of hits a weird note with me. Like you want me to spend $150 on a plastic dragon. So yeah, that's going to be something that I end up buying for myself someday. Most likely. So yeah, that's Reaper, a lot of great value that you can get from Reaper. And yes, of course, getting a dragon miniature is like getting a dog. You have to have the proper room for it. Otherwise, you're an irresponsible owner. You can't stick that thing in a box. Uh, you have to you have to make sure it has plenty of room for its hoard. Uh, it, it's like, you know, any other member of your family that you're bringing in. You have to give it enough space.
So yeah, that's the Reaper option. If you want to go even nicer, say you really, really love someone and want to show them great appreciation, Dark Sword Miniatures has a lot of great stuff. Uh, just to show you guys some examples here. They've got this nice dual-wielding warrior, kind of a Geralt of Rivia-looking character. Uh, or at least that's how I'm going to paint mine. I do have this miniature. It is sitting right over here. I've actually got a few miniatures from Dark Sword because their stuff is just really good quality. It's all super awesome, and I love it. Here's my uh, my Scottish Highlander that I got from them. Super excited to paint him. And they packed in uh, free miniatures when I've ordered from them in the past. Uh, they've also been really good about helping, uh, you know, with assembly and, and stuff like that, making sure the miniatures actually work for you. I have this uh, this kind of knockoff Indiana Jones miniature that they made uh, that I had some trouble assembling, but... You know, the owner of the company himself actually was able to, to get on an email with me and, and kind of walk me through the process and uh, help me get this thing kind of fixed up. So that was cool. Definitely, definitely recommend uh, working with them. Because, I mean, this stuff's awesome. Not, not that one. I want, no, move. Let me click, there we go. Got a dual-wielding uh, Dark Elf here, another Dritzt clone. Uh, this one's a little bit more uh, polished than what you would get from Nolzers. Uh, so you can definitely make like a really nice-looking Dritzt clone with this one. In fact, I kind of want to do another Dritzt clone with this miniature just, just so I can. Especially since the last Dritzt clone I made uh, was two years ago. And it looks terrible. But yeah, they also have uh, some pretty nice dragons as well. If we go to the miniature finder. Let's see. We go to monsters. Find your miniature. Let's go to NA. See if we can find our miniature. Here's one. The Dragon Diorama Set. They've got some nice animal miniatures here, too, that are pretty cool. Let's see. They got some superhero stuff. Reaper has superhero stuff, too. But yeah, if we go here to all and we take a look at... Let's see, I believe I think actually if we go over to the 
Elmore Masterworks. We can find a good dragon miniature. Yep, yeah, there's actually several. Uh, so these range from about $60 to about $100, but I mean, look at these damn things. Look at that. That's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous pewter dragon. Look at that. Beautiful. With a very, very L Larry Elmore feel to it because this is based on his work. This one's even better. The other one had kind of a derpy face. Look at that thing. Whew. Getting a little hot under the collar here. That's a beautiful dragon. But again, you must be responsible dragon parents and make sure you have plenty of room for their horde. This one's also cool. A little bit dinosaur looking, but still. Still pretty cool. So yeah, those are, uh, you know, kind of the options that you get with uh, Dark Sword. You'll notice again, you've got a miniature finder here to help you find your PC miniature. And these are all going to be kind of a higher price. Uh, they started around $10.00. And go up from there. So yeah, that's set your expectations. If you're looking at dark sword miniatures, these are going to be a little bit more expensive. Now, the last thing to discuss here in kind of the miniature world is Marvel crisis protocol. This has been a big thing this year and a little bit last year, uh, but there are a lot of expansions released for this game. For anyone who doesn't know, this is a uh, tabletop skirmish game. And there's currently some decent sales on uh, a lot of the products here. Uh, the core game is down to $79.96 uh, from where it's usually at, which is just shy of $100. Uh, you can get some of these miniature packs for right around $25. Some of them are a little bit more expensive. Um, some, most of them you get two figures. Some of them you only get one because they're big figures like the Hulk, Thanos, Kingpin, Ghost Rider. So yeah, that's definitely an option. And, uh, you know, the X-Men figures are still being released right now. But yeah, th that's definitely a thing that you could get for people who love Marvel and love miniature painting. Uh, this is a great game for them. And there's lots of cool options. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping to kind of start off Crisis Protocol this year, uh, if for nothing else than the miniatures, but I'm interested in the game as well. And there's, you know, lots of different uh, terrain options. You've got some trucks that you can paint. Um, these are maps, but there's like, New York City terrain and stuff like that that you can get. Again, all very cool. Covers a lot of ground in the Marvel Universe, and this game is far from done. There's still a lot of expansions coming out. So yeah, that pretty much covers the world of Marvel Crisis Protocol. 
And that pretty much covers all the stuff that I wanted to talk about this evening. So, what we have here is a good list, by no means comprehensive, but a good idea of things that you can get for your RPG lovers who are in your life, uh, you know, or, or ideas that you can give to loved ones who maybe don't know what to get you because you're an RPG lover and they honestly don't know anything about your hobby. So this is a good resource to share around. Uh, typically, this is not a a show that newcomers really get into because we get very, very deep into the world of RPGs. Uh, but, you know, if you have people in your life who don't know what to get you as far as RPGs go, you can definitely show them this and they'll have some ideas as to, you know, what kind of things you like and, and where to find them and where to get good deals on them. So, that is going to do it for today's episode of uh, Rolling Bones. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, just to let you know what's coming up, this Saturday for Danishes and Dragons, we are back to Baldur's Gate. We'll be getting through the mines and seeing where we go from there. And then next Monday, I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I think it's probably going to be Star Wars focused because I've been living very heavily in Star Wars recently. Uh, so I think I'm going to talk a little bit about how I would run a Star Wars game. So you've got that to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. And whether you rolled a 1 or a 20, I'm so glad that you rolled your bones with me, Ryan Howard. And I'll see you next time.